Welcome back to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Todd Walker. We are getting close to the end of the book of Colossians, and we want to continue our series of podcasts called Sermon Extras, where we take something we looked at this past Sunday and dive a little deeper into it. And there's one aspect from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6, which is where we were this last Sunday, that I want to look at a little closer today, and it's, it's found in verses 3 and 4 of Colossians chapter 4. And I just want to read it right now. In fact, I'm going to include verses 2 in this as well. Paul says to the church, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And then he says in verse 3, At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Well, we looked at this past Sunday the instruction Paul is giving to the church on continuing steadfastly in prayer and how important prayer is. And it was worth looking at that for a long time because prayer is so crucial to the Christian life. But here Paul is saying that he is asking for prayer for his sake and for those who are serving for the gospel's sake. And I just think his language here is just so interesting. And I didn't really notice it, even right now, how powerful that statement is, that he is asking for the prayer for the Colossians. But his prayer request isn't what you'd expect. You might expect Paul at this moment to be asking the Colossians to pray that he gets out of jail. And in a way, he is asking for that, but it's not for the reasons you might expect. I guess when I'm picturing Paul at this moment, I'm picturing him down in the dumps, you know, all self-pitying and self-loathing because he's in such a bad situation. And yet Paul's prayer request is astonishing. He says, pray for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. Do you notice that? Paul is asking for prayer that he has another opportunity to do the very thing that sent him into prison. <laughs> and I want us to think today about the idea of privilege. I don't know if that's a word you use on occasion, the word privilege, but privilege is something that is special or unique, something that is a high honor to do. So it means something that you don't generally get to do, and when you get to do it, it's very, very special. I can't imagine what would be a privilege for you, but I can imagine the things in my life that I consider a privilege and special and unique. Growing up, I think I took a lot of things for granted, and I know Christianity was one of those. I don't know if it was because of my lack of understanding or just because it seemed so dry and dull from the packaging, but I took Christianity for granted. I didn't think Christianity was fun or cool or something I really wanted to invest in. It was kind of like school to me. My son just started kindergarten today, and it had me thinking about school, because my son is all excited to go to kindergarten, and he should be. But I remember my days in school. I didn't consider school a privilege either. I thought school was boring. I thought it was long. I thought it was hard. I couldn't wait till the day just got over with. I loved when we could miss school for snow days or sick days even. And school to me wasn't a privilege. But for my son, going to his first day in kindergarten, it's a privilege. And it's because he has the perspective of he's doing something that's special and unique and different. And it's a cool thing to watch my son get excited about school because I I don't think I had that. 
or I did maybe at the, at the beginning, but I lost that going on. And the same thing was for Christianity, unfortunately. Uh, when I first got saved as a five-year-old boy, my mom used to tell me that uh, as soon as I got saved, it's almost like I couldn't wait to tell other people. I had to run down to um, where my neighbor friends were and tell them in excitement that I had just trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether those people cared about that or not, I didn't care. I just needed to tell somebody. I was so so excited. But then you zoom into my life uh, several years later, you wouldn't see that excitement, unfortunately. You would see a um, sort of down-in-the-dumps Christianity. A Christianity that I didn't really want to do anymore. I didn't really care about. I didn't consider it a privilege. I considered it dull. I considered it a chore. And maybe you've had that experience yourself with Christianity. And if it is the case, then that's very unfortunate. Because Paul has the right perspective here. And the astonishing thing about it is Paul has the perspective that Christianity and serving Christ is a privilege while he's in jail for teaching about the gospel. And I think we've been trained today that when something bad happens to us, um, that there was something wrong with what we just did. That we shouldn't do that thing again. We should try to avoid that thing because we don't want to go through pain and hardship. And so we like doing things that bring joy and comfort and happiness to us, but we don't like doing things that bring hardship. And yet Paul was facing extreme hardship here in prison. And the way he asked the Colossians to pray for him is that they would pray that he would get another opportunity to declare the mystery of Christ clearly. That's how he prays. The very thing he's in prison for, he wants to do again. And I'm sure Paul wasn't an idiot. He knew that if he preached Christ again, most likely he'd find himself back into prison. But it's almost as if Paul wasn't concerned about himself. He wasn't concerned about his own hardship. He was concerned about the privilege of serving and declaring Christ. And that hit me like a ton of bricks as I read that because I wonder, is that how we feel today about serving Christ? I think oftentimes, unfortunately, growing up especially, maybe even as adults, Christianity seems like a chore. It seems like something we have to get out of our way so we can get back to our real life, our real joys, our real comforts and securities. And I think Paul is basically telling us in not so many words if we don't consider Christianity a privilege, we're the ones that are wrong. Christianity is a privilege. Serving Christ is a privilege. I mean, think about it. The fact that you and I get to serve the King of Kings, the fact that you and I get to do something special and unique, something that He desires, something that He will find joy from, is special. It's a privilege, it's not a chore. When the devil makes Christianity a chore, he's done everything. Because then we don't want to do it, and we seek to not do it. We seek to do other things instead of serve Christ. And all he has to do is change that perspective from privilege into hardship, or privilege into a chore. And I bet this was impactful for the Colossians as they read this, because you might assume, like they might have assumed, hearing that Paul was in prison, that if he had one prayer request, it would be that he would get out of jail for his own sake so that he could get back to loving and enjoying life. But that's not how Paul prays at all. Colossians, pray for me. 
pray for people like the, the apostles that we can have one more opportunity to declare the mystery of Christ, even if it means we are imprisoned, even if it means we're beaten, even if it means we're killed for it. It's a privilege. Serving Christ is a privilege. We really have to think about that today. I'm hoping because you're listening to this podcast that there is a part of you that considers serving Christ a privilege because I don't know why you would listen to extra nuggets of Christianity if you didn't consider serving Christ a privilege. So I'm guessing, to some degree, you do consider it a privilege. But how easy is it for us to get derailed on that fact and for Christ to become chore-like? And that's sad when that happens because Christianity is always supposed to be joy-filled. It's always to be done with a, a full heart of happiness. It's never to be done begrudgingly. And really, if you think about it, Christ does not deserve that kind of service, that kind of disciple, someone that sort of has to be dragged kicking and screaming. That's not what Christ wants. That's not what Christ deserves. That's not what he expects. And we are the ones that have to recalibrate our mind to understand what a privilege it is for a sinner by nature, an ungodly wretch, a person on a fast track to destruction, to not only be saved, but to be given another opportunity to live for Christ, the very one who spilled his blood for us. I know life gets hard. I know life seems uphill many times, and it is. I know you don't get a lot of friends in the Christian life. Times are lonely and difficult. We do go through trials. I know there are things that shake us and make us question what we're doing here. That's why we need examples like Paul. Paul was in prison. You expected Paul to be down in the dumps for that. At least that seems what's, what's natural. When we, you and I go through hardships, we want to be pitied. We want someone to come alongside of us and tell us how hard it is and how difficult it is and how brave we are for going through something so difficult. And yet Paul was saying, are you kidding me? This is a privilege. This is exactly what I want. The fact that I can declare Christ and that I can get punished for the only reason is that I served and glorified and proclaimed my Lord? Yes, please, let me do that again. Please, Colossians, pray that I get one more opportunity to declare my Lord and his salvation to the lost. What if we all felt that way as Paul did? Imagine the impact we would make upon this world. Imagine the self-sustaining Christianity you and I would have, whether we're on the mountaintops of life or in the valleys of life. That Christ is a privilege to serve. He's a privilege to love. He's a privilege to even suffer for. And we need to get that. We need to get that perspective. We need to consider how things would be in our life if we didn't have Christ. Or what things were like before we had Christ. Or where we'd be headed without Christ. Perspective is a very powerful thing. When you can gain the proper perspective, your life changes. I remember watching this movie once with my wife. And in this movie, this family is... Um, sort of pursued in a foreign country because they're Americans. 
and they're, they're, the bad guys, the enemies, are trying to kill this family. They want them dead. I mean, there's just no bones about it. They want this family dead, and they're not going to stop until they're dead. So the dad in this family is making some very tough choices. <laughs> in one instance of this movie, he has to take his children and throw them from one roof of a building to another roof of a building with like five or eight feet in between just so he can get off the building where the bad guys are. And I'm watching this going, wow, this dad is willing to throw his children over a building to another building just to save their lives. And I wasn't just awed by the fact that he would do such a thing. What I was awed at is, wow, how easy my life is in comparison to that. To have to make the choice to throw my, my sons and my daughters over a building, across a building, just to save their lives. The petty things that I face each and every day that I get down in the dumps by are nothing in comparison to that. And I guess I want to use that illustration for us to think about today how bad life could be without Christ. How dark and how dim. And even beyond that. Without Christ, we are headed on a fast track to hell. With no hope. In fact, the word hope doesn't even enter into our vocabulary without Christ. It doesn't exist. It's just darkness. But when Christ comes on the scene, sunlight comes into the scene, and joy and glory come into the scene. And suddenly we have the privilege to do something we never had up until that point. Not only live, but to serve our Savior, to love our Savior, to give Him something that makes Him happy. Do you pray for that? Do I pray for that? Paul asked the Colossians to pray for that today. And we'll think about that, because that's important. That if we have the right perspective that serving Christ is a privilege, then it's almost like we will burst forth with energy to find any opportunity to serve and praise and declare his salvation. Boy, use that today. Use that perspective today to say, thank you, Lord, that I can be with you. That Thank you, Lord, that I can be with your people. Thank you, Lord, that I can be in your family, that I can serve you and obey you and glorify you, and that my life will actually matter because before Christ, your life did not matter. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're successful. It doesn't matter if you have a lot of friends or a lot of toys. It doesn't matter if you don't have Jesus Christ because you're doomed. Temporary joy does not matter for an eternal soul. It just doesn't. But if you have Jesus Christ, you don't have temporary joy. You have eternal joy and eternal security and eternal hope. And that kind of Savior deserves something from us. He deserves a heart-filled joy. A person who considers it a privilege to love him and to serve him and obey him. And I pray that you'll think about this today and use this today to go forward for Jesus' sake in obedience, in devotion, in faithfulness, even if it means suffering. And generally, when you follow Christ, your life will get harder and more painful and more difficult. But to focus on that would be the wrong perspective. Focus on the privilege and use Paul as an example as he ends the letter to the Colossians, he says, Remember my chains. As if to say, remember what it will take to serve Christ 
and remember the petty things that you face each and every day for Christ. They aren't being imprisoned. They most likely aren't going to be beaten or killed for your faith. Now, one day it may come to that, and we'll need the proper perspective for that today, but think about the things that are hard in your Christian journey right now. Are they as hard as what Paul went through? Of course they're not. Are they as hard as what Christ went through for your sake? Of course they are not. But even if they are, Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. And I hope we will turn our chore-like, hardship-like Christianity into a privilege. Because serving the Lord Jesus is a privilege, and I hope that encourages you today. That you don't have to be down in the dumps. You don't have to feel like I have to check Jesus off my to-do list today, because that's not it at all. You either serve him with love and joy and energy, or he doesn't want it. And I don't blame him. But he does love you immensely. He does care for you. He does protect you. He does provide for you. He does save you. And one day he will be the key into the entrance into the kingdom of God. And now you have an opportunity and I have an opportunity to serve him where it's hardest to do so. To love him where it means the most. So won't you? Won't you consider Jesus and serving Jesus a privilege today? And I pray that you'd use that motivation to go boldly in the Christian life with courage so that Christ can be honored and you and I can be blessed. Once again, I thank you for listening.